Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. How often has a look stopped you in your tracks? It's easy to wither under the gaze of others. We care so much about what they think and say about us. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that when we're excited in the Lord, what does it matter what others think? Don't let anyone shame you for your joy in Christ. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 18th, 2022. I am really hoping that today's update will be a much-needed encouragement for all of you, especially for those with a shameless excitement about the rapture, despite the ever-increasing opposition to the rapture. It seems that the closer it gets, the worse it gets. and. We see this in Scripture, we'll talk about that in a moment, but it's really evidenced by the numerous emails and comments that we receive from people in this regard. Here's what's happening. The scolding and scorning, coupled with the criticizing and ostracizing, leads to the confusing and discouraging of those looking for the blessed hope, the blessed hope of the rapture of the church. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to address this matter on three fronts, the first of which is our excitement about the Lord's return. Second, our celebration during this season of the Lord's birth And third, our sounding the warning trumpet as the Lord's watchman. So we'll start with the unrestrained and unashamed excitement about the Lord's return with one of the saddest passages in Scripture. That was kind of paradoxical, wasn't it? It's 2 Samuel chapter 6. I want to begin reading in verse 12. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. 
for those of you that know the backstory, uh, you know why he did that, because of what happened before that. But then we're told, verse 14, then David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting, and with the sound of the trumpet. Now, you okay so far? <laughs> it's I, shouting. It says, you know what shouting is, right? They're shouting, sounding the trumpet loudly. Now, verse 16, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling. Okay, wait, stop right there. Jumping up and down, spinning around, and shouting. And what was her response? We're told she despised him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both the women and the men, to everyone, a loaf of bread, piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, interesting, that's the second time, not the wife of David, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David, didn't even let him in the door, and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michal, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. Translated, it wasn't for you. It was for the Lord. And, ah, oh, it gets way better. Verse 22, I will even be more undignified than this, and will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor, and this is what's sad, and I feel sorry for her, verse 23. 
Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, third time now, had no children to the day of her death. Not so much a divine punishment from the hand of the Lord. It was more like the relationship had been severed at that point. And David would never have any relations with her for the rest of her life, and she would remain barren. Um, You probably have a pretty good idea of why I'm starting here and where I'm going with this. But I would venture to say that we have many Michals that are alive and well today. And here we are, we're excited. And it's before the Lord, because of the return of the Lord, which is what the ark was. You remember what the ark was, right? The ark of the covenant was the Shekinah glory of God, the presence of God. And David finally now is returning the Lord, the ark, back to its rightful place. And if you would with me use your God-given imagination and intellect, picture the scene here. See, it's kind of hard with passages like this, because we just read them as words on the pages of our Bibles or screens, if you're using a device, which is fine. But we don't put ourselves there. Here's David. Let's, Let's start with David. When he finally arrives with the ark, the first thing he does is he takes off his crown. He's the king, you know. Takes off his kingly garments, and he puts on a very humble linen ephod that was worn by the priests. And then (laughs) picture Michal watching him through the window. And he starts dancing with an unashamed, unrestrained excitement and joy as unto the Lord singing, shouting, the trumpets are blowing. And I love the detail, and I thank God by the Holy Spirit for deeming it necessary to include this detail in the narrative. We're even told that David apparently was a good dancer. No, I think he was. I don't know what kind of whirling he was doing, but he whirled before the Lord. And he leaped. Does that mean jumped up and down. Are we good with that? That's what leaping is, right? Maybe he was leaping forward as he jumped up and down and twirled around. And his wife, who, as one commentator said, she was acting more like Saul's daughter than David's wife, is looking at him embarrassed. She's mortified. She's horrified at the sight of the king of Israel. Remember now, her dad was king of Israel, the first king of Israel. That's not very kingly. That's not very dignified. You take off your kingly robes and you put on the linen ephod and you act like that. Shame on you. Shame on me. That was for the Lord. Shame on you. Because you see, 
Mikal, I was almost going to say, you know, like if I'm David, you know, honey, I don't think he called her honey at this point. (laughs) I surely wouldn't have, (laughs) because she's no honey at this point. Maybe more like, woman? Okay, I better stop right there. (laughs) I think you get the picture, right? It's like this, Mikal. Um, I have an audience of one. In my way of picturing this, I don't think David cared anything about anyone else that was there. The only thing he cared about was the Lord. And I'm not going to let you do that to me, Michal. That was as unto the Lord. And I couldn't contain myself, because the, the Lord, the ark, has returned. And I'm going to whirl and leap. I'll probably hurt myself, end up being hospitalized if I tried that. I want to share with you some notes from my time with the Lord in this passage. Now is the time before the Lord, with all our might, to, like David, shout with the sound of the trumpet, despite the Michals who despise us in their hearts, as they look through the window of their pompous, proper piety, at our zeal, and excitement, and hope, seeing us leaping and whirling before the Lord in our unrestrained, transparent, out in the open, humble and shameless excitement. What are you so excited about? The return of the ark, the return of the Lord, to and for His people at the rapture of the church. We're actually told in Second Peter, now we're in Second Peter, and we'll, Lord willing, get to chapter 3. This is actually a prophecy. We're basically told that the closer we get to the rapture, the worse it's going to get. The Michaels are going to come out of the woodwork and The Apostle Peter, by the Holy Spirit, verse 3, chapter 3, 2 Peter says, First of all, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But... They deliberately forget. That's interesting. And when we get to the verse-by-verse expositional study of this, we're going to get into this. They deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed, and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, 
being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But, verse 8, do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. Romans 1.16, I'm sure you're familiar with this verse. You know it well. The Apostle Paul is writing, and I love this about Paul. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. What's the gospel? Well, our go-to is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses, but that's not the first time Paul explains what the gospel is. The very first time the Apostle Paul explains what the gospel is, is his very first letter that he ever wrote, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to the church in Thessalonica, 1 Thessalonians. That's the first time the Apostle Paul explains what the gospel is, and he does so in the context of, wait for it, rapture. The gospel is that Jesus came, He was crucified, He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. Good news. That's the gospel. Uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And you're not going to shame me because of the gospel. It ain't going to happen. He says the reason why he's not ashamed of the gospel is because it is the, listen, power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. And I'm going to just, you know, play it safe, tone it down, don't get too excited. They're uh, what people will affectionately refer to as the frozen chosen. Oh, prim and proper and uh, not me. <laughs> of course, you, you already know that. No! Just shout it from the rooftops. Get the trumpets out. Shout the, sound the trumpets. Jesus is coming. Why are you so shy and bashful? Okay, that's, whoa. You know, I, I prayed <laughs> that the Lord would temper me, and He said, well, your update isn't about that today, so that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Shame on us for being ashamed when it comes to the good news of salvation 
in the person of Jesus Christ. Shame on us for, for cowering and faltering under the banner of, what's Mikhail going to think? What are they going to think? Because see, if you do that, the fear of man is a trap. You're trapped. Because now you're dancing all right, but you're dancing to the beat of their drum. And, and you, better, you better just kind of tone it down now. Don't get too out there. Can you imagine? Somebody pulls David aside and says, what are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? The ark is here! Why are you taking your kingly robes off and putting on the linen ephod? And I don't even think he answered if that question was asked. I think he just left and started dancing and jumping and leaping and whirling and shouting and singing and rejoicing. Would to God that, like David, we would not care about what anyone thinks. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is, what does the Lord think about him? Hey, if I displease you, <laughs> don't get me wrong, um, how would I say that? Well, I'll just say it. It's going to sound very unloving. I don't care. That's the best I got. I'll try better maybe next time. But yeah, I don't care. Because see, the only one I care about is the Lord. Have I pleased the Lord? Have I pleased the Lord? You know how, how pleased God was with this? By the way, just parenthetically, let me say, what do you think we're going to be doing for all eternity? I mean, we're, we're going to be praising Him and worshiping Him. What are you going to be off in the corner towards the back, just, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just one more thing on this. I, <laughs> this is okay. I hope so because it needs to be said. You know, we sing, and I, I love to worship. I never want to be hard on anyone when it comes to worshiping the Lord or singing as unto the Lord. And, and I know this side of glory and these tents, as we're going to see with Peter and Second Peter. I mean, you know, the, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We're tired. We, you know, we come in, especially on a Thursday night. I do this. I've shared this. I've opened up, unashamed, <laughs> very honest with you about this. Some Thursdays I am so tired, I'm thinking, man, I don't know if I feel like going to church. And then I realize I'm the pastor. I have to go to church. I'm the one teaching the Bible study. I drag myself in here, and I'm really tired. It's a good tired. It's a God tired, but I'm tired, man. And so <laughs> I get here, and then all it takes is for Capono to start, and I'm like, ah. You know why that is? Psalm 1611, he inhabits the praises of his people. And in his presence is fullness of joy. And that's where the joy returns. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, 
and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.